And hello everyone and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with my co-host Nathan Jones, and we are with Lamb Lion Ministry. And we hope that you can stay tuned to today's program as we have a great program prepared for you today, titled Prophetic Illustrations. And for those of you following us on social media, we'd love for you to share this program with your friends and family so they can follow along with us as well. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, our hearts go out to the people of Evalde. Uh, we've, uh, it's all on our minds right now is that this, just the pointless death of so many kids. And we do pray, Lord, that uh, good will come out of this. Your compassion will be shown and uh, people will turn to you as Savior during this difficult time. And uh, we know this is a sign of the time as society's fallen apart and we've become more immoral, Lord, that uh, you'll strengthen the church to be a bolder witness for you. And we pray for all those tuned in today, Lord, that you'll bless them. For your name's honor and glory. Amen. Amen. Again, you tune into the truth. We'll set you free. Bible prophecy edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about prophetic illustrations. So stay tuned to our program. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host, Nathan Jones, of the program. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Brother, always good to be on and sharing the gospel with uh, you and everybody tuned in. Uh, how you been? Doing fantastic, Nathan. A little bit sad, of course, because of the news in the media today. And I, I actually happened to be here in Texas. I flew in yesterday and it was the day where we had this tragedy in the Rob Elementary School. So this morning to find out, Nathan, what's happening here close by you and in the neck of the woods, it kind of hits home for me. So uh, a little bit of a sad day. But other than that, um, sad more so. For those that have lost loved ones, we know God is in control, but it's, it is a tragedy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. For folks who don't know, if you haven't tuned into the news yet or you're listening to this at a later time, uh, a shooter, 18-year-old young uh, gentleman, Salvador Ramos, he went into Rob Elementary School yesterday, uh, opened a gun and, oh, and, and just killed uh, at least 21 people, 19 children, all about 10 years of age, two teachers, those who don't know, Valde is about 85 miles west of San Antonio, so it's it's approaching the Mexican border. Um, it's a shame too that when you watch the media, all they do is make it seem like, oh, this is about Joe Biden. It's Joe Biden. Oh, he lost a son too. Oh, the poor guy. Or uh, look, this is a time for gun control. Or you know, they're totally again politicizing this, which even adds to a greater tragedy than what this is. But uh, brother, yeah, we're living in uh, some just terrible times when an 18 year old will walk into an elementary school and just open fire at every student he could reach. And then of course the police killed him, thank goodness. But at the end, you just gotta ask why. Yeah, Nathan, and, and I know there's people grieving out there. That's why we wanted to open up and let you know, uh, let them know that we have been praying for them. And sometimes in these situations, there's no right answer other than we know God is going to work it out. Uh, we know that God is just and he's a just God and he will bring about uh, judgment and, and order in these situations. And uh, yeah, Nathan, and, and on our last program, we're talking about the again, the same situation, similar situation in Buffalo uh, with the shooting at the uh, Tops um, Friday uh, friendly market. And again, around 10 people were shot and three injured. So uh, it just seems, Nathan, we see so much of this demonic attacks, demonic possession of people acting out a lot of the things that I see they, they see on 
social media, or they play out in these shooters games, these co-op games, and, and it's really uh, uh, it's really affecting our society. Oh, my goodness, yeah. I mean, for decades now, there's been studies about video games and how it's affecting our minds. And for the most part, people say, ah, it, you know, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't affect me. Well, you know, you might be sane and you might be emotionally stable, but these people that aren't, brother, I mean, they want to go and live it out, a Grand Theft Auto type lifestyle. And uh, they, they want to go out in a blaze of glory. They don't seem to want to live here. They'll kill themselves or let the police kill them, as in this case with Ramos here. And so, again, it's you got you to gotta wonder, is it human or demonic? And I agree with you. I think that it is demonic in nature because, for one, Satred's hatred of mankind. But to have someone so young do something so evil, and certainly humans are, are capable of that, but uh, in the end times, you know, we we're talking about uh, in this series how in the end times people will grow more and more cold towards each other and uh, more violent. And we're certainly living in a more violent, cold time period. Yes, Nathan, absolutely. And this is why you and I, we do these programs as well as you and Tim in the in the in the in the ministry there. You guys do the prophetic perspectives regular. Uh, and also it's just it's a lot of fear. There's a lot of challenges out there. And people need to be informed, but they also need to be encouraged. Uh, this is a signs of the end times. These are the things that the Bible says will occur in the last days. And Nathan, maybe before we continue, if you can share with someone who's new to the ministry, how they can get a hold of the resources, prophetic perspective, and uh, all the recent programs, and a little bit about the ministry. Well, certainly, if you're tuned in for the first time, the truth will set you free. It's the podcast outreach of Lamb and Lion Ministries. Vic and I are both evangelists with Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry, and our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And we've been doing that since uh, 1980 when our founder, and uh, Dr. David Reagan, created Lamb and Lion Ministries for that purpose. Uh, our TV show for 20 seasons now is Christ in Prophecy. And you can find that on Daystar and other major Christian networks. But uh, most part, you can find out all about us on our website at ChristInProphecy.org. There we have a wealth of information about Bible prophecy for you, articles, videos. We have our te television show, Christ in Prophecy, our Prophetic Perspectives series on YouTube, social media, a newsletter you can sign up for. Uh, we just wanted to help you get excited about the Lord's soon return and help you grow in your relationship with him. So check us out, ChristInProphecy.org. Mm, thank you so much, Nathan Jones. So again, yeah, for those of you that maybe are new to this program, that's how you can get a hold of past programs, resources, and just keep up to date prophetically and Bible prophecy speaking in terms of all the different uh, things that are going on. So Nathan, again, it, it, it's uh, it's ex also exciting to see what God is doing. It's challenging sometimes to read about uh, the news. Sometimes people read the Bible and they uh, they find it hard to understand or disturbing when they see uh, God dealing with the sins of men and the judgment that he brings about them. But it's just as disturbing, Nathan, when we read today's news, uh, the headlines that you and I were talking about. And and uh, sometimes we 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 might not understand all of what's going on, but but God does. And God has a plan and a purpose for all things. His Bible clearly describes to us his word, uh, why things happening and what God's plan is. And as you and I were speaking earlier, Nathan, that's why we, we reference Second uh, Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 and 3, oftentimes, because people need to see that what's happening around the world, much of this really the Bible spoke about, and the Bible speaks about also what's coming. Would you be able to take us there, Nathan, 
to 2 Timothy chapter 3 as we look there at verses 1 through 3? Oh, absolutely. As a matter of fact, at 1 through 3 is just half of the passage. It actually goes to 9, but it tells about perilous times and perilous men and uh, what the characteristics of people will be like as we get, they grow colder uh, towards their fellow man and colder towards God and, and what their personality is. So, uh, yeah, uh, let's go to 2 Timothy 3 because I think that that'll be very illuminating. Yeah, Nathan, and um, we'll also focus there um, as we look at verse uh, three, because uh, he says as he opens um, there, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. And then again, he begins to describe uh, how men will be. But then we look at verse three and it's, it says that, that individuals will be unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, but then one word, it says they will be brutal and despisers of good. And Nathan, I think you would agree. That's kind of like the explanation that we're seeing with these hideous shootings and crimes is brutality. Oh, yeah. It's it's a coldening of our relationships with each other. Uh, and you see a lot of these shooters actually come from pretty dysfunctional families. So they don't have that foundation of love. They don't have that foundation of biblical teaching. Uh, the knowledge that Jesus loves them, and so therefore they don't show it to others, and so we become more of a selfish society. And <clears throat> if we back up to verse 2, for men will be lovers of themselves, that's certainly what we're seeing today, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy. So it goes into this idea that that the more people live for themselves and become more self um I guess what you want to call it, uh, they're obsessed with themselves, basically, is that they grow cold to people around them. And it's not just limited to strangers, it's neighbors, friends, even family members. So they, they become all about themselves. And in doing so, they live for themselves. They live for materialism. They live for hedonism. They live for pleasure. And then in the end, what do they get? They get nihilism. And so how do they act out on their nihilism? Uh, usually violently towards their fellow man, and even in extreme cases like in Valdi here, uh, murder. So this is a sign of people of a society that's drawing away from God and doesn't know what love is anymore. And what you get is pretty much what we're seeing on the news nowadays. Mm, excellent point, Nathan. Again, for those of you that just tuned in, you tuned into our Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophets, the edition, Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about prophetic uh, illustrations. And Nathan, as we've been making our way through Ezekiel, last week uh, we were looking at chapter four in our last program. And uh, likewise, Ezekiel was given certain, um, uh, certain information in terms of uh, illustrations that God wanted for him to illustrate in terms of the judgment that was coming on his people. And some of those illustrations might have seemed weird as we were looking at them, as he was uh, as he was called to take a clay tablet and make a model of the city. Then he was asked to lay down on his side and he was to take wheat barley. But then as you and I continued to address this, it was really God's way of illustrating judgments that were coming and, and on his people because they have turned their backs on God for the most part. They were not doing what God called them to do. They were disobedient and God had to deal with sin. And that's part of what's happening even in our society, in our world today. Things might seem like they're going to continue this way, but God will step into time and he will deal with these injustices. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you have to go back to Deuteronomy 18 through 20. 
where Moses lays out what will happen if the Jewish people begin to grow cold in their love for the Lord and then for each other. Basically, what we're seeing in society today, when their society would get that bad, that evil, that corrupt, then that's when God would step in and he would send famines or attacks from foreign entities or uh, different types of strife or violence. And what was meant for is the Jewish people would then, as a nation, repent and turn to the Lord. And you see that cycle throughout Israel's ancient history. They they would turn back to the Lord. But as time went on, uh, the return to the Lord grew less and less and to the point where they ignored him altogether and even, even lived in outright rebellion against him. And so Moses had warned that if that was the case, when society got that bad, that the, the, the worst thing that the Lord could do to them is to finally exile them. And so that's what we're seeing here with Ezekiel. He's a acting prophet. You know, you had your writing prophets and your preaching prophets, but he would also act out the Lord's messages. And so, so far, what we've read up through Ezekiel 4 is him acting out the siege against Jerusalem and how only a remnant will survive. And that remnant will have a remnant that's believers. And he continues that theme in Ezekiel 5. Excellent. And Nathan, and I can relate as we get into Ezekiel 5, the opening verses, as he's asked to take a sharp sword and basically cut off all his hair. I'm pretty much bald now, so I think I can illustrate that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird, too. If, if we pick up with verse 1, it says, a new son of man, in other words, Ezekiel, God says, take a sharp sword, take it as a barber's razor and pass it over your head and your beard. So in other words, cut all your hair off your top of your head and your beard. And then you take scales and you weigh it and you divide the hair and you burn with fire a third of it in the midst of the city when the days of the siege are finished. Then you're going to take another third and strike around it with the sword. Another one third you will scatter to the wind and I will draw the sword after you. So here he is, he's uh, basically told, okay, now Ezekiel's the prophet during the exile. And so this is at the very end as they're about to be exiled, his contemporary being Jeremiah. And what he's doing is he's acting out the siege. And so the people are under attack by the Babylonians. They've got their prophet there, Ezekiel, and he's showing them, okay, this is what's going to happen. I'm, I'm showing you physically that a third of you are, are going to die in this attack. You're going to die. And another third of you shall be killed by the sword. But then a third of you will be thrown to the wind or exiled. And it's interesting, mm -hmm. it picks up verse 3. You shall also take a small number of the hairs and bind them to the edge of your garment. And so what he's saying is, is that the Lord will still keep a remnant. He's not going to totally obliterate Israel, as we know, because they exist even to this day, but that he still preserves a believing remnant. And so even uh, at late years later, when it got to be 600 years later, or almost 700, when the Romans again exiled Israel, they destroyed many of them. Over a million, 1.1 million Jews were killed during the siege, and the rest were scattered to the winds. And it even says that once they get into the winds, the sword will pursue them. So wherever the Jewish people have gone in history, they've been persecuted relentlessly, even up to this day. But again, the Lord has always kept a remnant safe and uh, close to him. And that's what we're seeing throughout their history. And it's a lesson to, I believe, not just for Israel, but it applies to us as well. When a nation who calls itself a Christian nation turns cold against the Lord and doesn't listen to his calls and pleased to come back and his signs, then eventually he will destroy and exile them. And brother, it's a scary time to think about that because we live in such a time. So what does that mean, say, for the country you come from, say for us, for the United States of America? Does the Lord plan on destroying the United States because of our wickedness? It follows the biblical pattern. 
You know, Nathan, and that's a very good point because as we continue to read there, verses four through six, we see the purpose. In verse four, he picks up, then take some of them again and throw them into the midst of the fire and burn them on fire. From there, a fire will go out into all the house of Israel. Verse five, thus is the Lord God. This is Jerusalem. I have set her in the midst of the nations, in the countries all around her. Verse six, she has rebelled against my judgment by doing wickedness more than the nations and against my statues more than the countries that are all around her for they have refused my judgments and they have not walked in my statues nathan you're absolutely right we can see so much relations there a, re, a relationship with, with what even america and what's going on in the world and the israelites had a special covenant with the lord they were supposed to be god's people people would look upon them and say hey you know they there's something different about them they uh, they are full of love and grace, and uh, they follow Yahweh God. And, and so, hey, I want to do that, too. And so they were the ambassadors of God on this earth. But instead, they became more wicked than even the evil nations around them. They adopted the Baals and the Ashtoreth worship. They were idol worshipers. They burnt their children on altars and uh, to Moloch and uh, committed uh, shrine prostitution and and you read through the minor prophets about all the betrayals and the, just how they treated each other so terribly, the, especially the rich, how they oppressed the poor. And again, the Lord would send plagues and famines and attacks, and the people would kind of wake up a little bit, repent a little bit, but it didn't last long. So eventually, exile. And brother, we as a nation for the last few hundred years says, hey, you know, we're a Christian nation. We're, I mean, we're not all Christians, but... Overall, we're, we're representing God. We're, we actually put ourselves in that position to say, as America, we stand for Judeo-Christian values. And now what are we doing in the world? We're going overseas and trying to promote LGBT to Muslim countries. And uh, we're killing people and we're setting up virus labs around the world. And I mean, we're being evil. We're polluting the world through Hollywood and all the Internet pornography that we create. And so... The Lord isn't going to let an evil society last very long. He always, always destroys it. And brother, I'm hoping that we'll see repentance in this country. We'll see revival in this country. But if not, then we are facing destruction. You're absolutely right. And Nathan, I love that. I love that segue because verses 7 through 12 uh, in Ezekiel chapter 5 talk about the consequences. There's always a consequence for rebellion and sin. And this is why when we read the Bible, we wonder, well, why is this things happening to them? But it's because, again, of the sinful uh, circumstances that they're in. Nate, will you be able to pick it up there, verses 7 through 10, and then I'll read 11 through 12, in case someone doesn't have a Bible? All right, pick it up in verse 7. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you have multiplied disobedience more than the nations that are all around you, have not walked in my statutes, nor kept my judgments, nor even done according to the judgments of the nations that are all around you. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, indeed, I, even I, am against you and will execute judgments in your midst in the sight of the nations. And I will do among you what I have never done and the likes of which I will never do again because of all your abominations. Therefore, fathers shall eat their sons in your midst and sons shall eat their fathers and I will execute judgments among you. And all of you remain, I will scatter you to all the winds. 
And verse 11, therefore, as I live, says the Lord God, surely because you have defiled my sanctuary with all your detestable things and with all your abominable, therefore, I will also diminish you. My eyes will not spare, nor will I have any pity. One third of you shall die of pestilence and be consumed with famine in your midst. And one third of you shall fall by the sword all around you. And I will scatter another third of, the, of you with the winds and I will draw out the sword after them. Just like you mentioned earlier, Nathan, we see here that illustration being played out. Yeah, for the Israelites, what happened was is that the armies would come, they'd circle the city and besiege it. And basically the people inside would starve. Right. You should read some of the Josephus's writings from uh, when he explains the siege of Jerusalem about there's even one story about a, how a woman cooked her own baby and ate it. And there was prophecies about this happening. So both times when the siege in 582 and then again in uh, 70 AD, the armies would surround Israel and starve them out. And the people were starving it for years. You know, they had water from the, the spring that comes up uh, through Hezekiah's tunnel. But eventually the food would run out. And the Bible, um, or Josephus would explain that, well, the people were eating straw and animal waste and they were ripping leather off of shields and they were eating their shoes and they were roaming around like dead men and they just couldn't find what they could get. And this, it was just absolutely horrible. And uh, this is what happened. It, as this prophecy was foretold, so it came about. Nathan, and, and it, I mentioned earlier, it's hard to read some of these things, but it's just as hard what we're reading in the news today. Sometimes, I mean, today I was uh, really weeping just reading about the hideous crimes that are being committed against children. And we find here that, you know, when we, well, I mean, Nathan, when we start to take prayer out of school, we start to take the Bible uh, out of places. We don't want to uh, talk about God publicly. They don't want us praying in Jesus name. Uh, when we start to take God out of the picture, this is what we can expect, uh, Nathan, a society that is just left to do whatever they think is right in their own eyes. And there, it's, it's only a matter of time before God steps in and says enough is enough. Absolutely. Well said. Without knowing God, who is love, then we don't know what love is. And love becomes selfish. I, unfortunately, June is about to start the LGBT month. And oh goodness, last year it was so in your face. But already the clothes are starting to be put out on stands. And it says love wins on the rainbow shirts. Well, that's not love. Most of the time it's lust. And there's, they don't understand the difference. And so lust, love is about selflessness, whereas lust is about selfishness. And we got a society that doesn't understand what love is. They think it's selfishness, self-gratification. But when you believe that your life is about gratifying yourself, you become cold to everybody. Everybody's just a, an object to you. And then you'll do anything to get that gratification, that next high, that next uh, car or shoes or clothes or whatever. And you'll end up hurting people around you. And eventually, as a society continues to divorce itself from God, it becomes more unloving and uncaring, as we just read. And what you end up resulting is terrible violence. And we're in that situation now. If we had Christ back in our public environment again, we would learn love. We would learn grace. We would learn forgiveness. Think of what a society would be mm. like. People turn to the Lord in love and loved each other. What's a... The greatest commandment, right, Vic, is love God and love your neighbors. And if we did that, the society would be totally different. But as long as we don't follow those two, 
society is going to continue to, to descend into chaos and no amount of gun control or police officers is going to be able to stem the tide. Oh, Nathan, that is so true. And unfortunately, Nathan, one of the things is that we, we don't learn oftentimes our lessons uh, from the past. We keep repeating certain things, thinking that it's going to have a different outcome. And yet the Bible tells us that that's not how things go. Uh, even when we look at the last portion here of Ezekiel uh, chapter 5, verses 13 through 17, we notice that the word lesson comes up. It's almost like God wants people to look and learn a certain lesson. So, Nate, will you be able to read for us there verses 13 uh, through 15, and then I'll read 16 and 17 in Ezekiel 5? Verse 13 begins, Thus shall my anger be spent, and I will cause my fury to rest upon them, and I will be avenged, and they shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it in my zeal, when I have spent my fury upon them. Moreover, I will make you a waste and a reproach among the nations that are all around you in the sight of all who pass by. So it shall be a reproach, a taunt, a lesson, and an astonishment to the nations that are all around you when I execute judgments among you in anger and in fury and in the fury's rebukes. I, the Lord, have spoken. Verse 16, when I sent against them the terrible arrows of famine, which shall be for destruction, which I have sent to destroy you, I will increase the famine upon you and cut off your supply of bread. So I will send against you famine and wild beasts, and they will bereave you. Pestilence and blood shall pass through you, and I will bring the words against you. I, the Lord, have spoken. Well, Nathan, that sure rings end time events uh, as in Matthew 24, right? <laughs> right. I mean, this is the end times for the nation of Judah that we're reading before they went into exile. But again, we got to remember that the Lord always keeps a believing remnant and a believing remnant 70 plus years later returned to Israel and the nation was sobered and they followed the Lord, at least for a few generations. And uh, this is what the Lord will do. Even now, uh, with the Jews spread out over the world, he gave them their country back in uh, April, excuse me, May 14th, 1948. And a believing remnant still exists. Uh, most Jews are secular, uh, humanists. But during the tribulation time period that's coming, the Lord has promised that one third of the Jewish people will survive. And when Jesus returns, they will look on him whom they pierced and they will cry out, Baruch Habab Hashed Adonai, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And they will be saved. And the Lord promises the Jewish people during his millennial kingdom that they will be a priestly people that will serve him and bring the Gentile nations to see Jesus in Jerusalem. They will be esteemed and exalted in the world. So the Lord has plans. He's cutting. He's pruning. He's getting rid of those who rebel and refuse to, to show love. And he's replacing the nation with a nation of people who believe in him. So there are good times ahead. I don't want to get bogged down in totally the negative because clearly that's where we're at. But we got to get through this horrible time where the Lord croons the bush, so to speak, so that we can have that believing remnant and love can return to this world. Ooh, I love that. Thank you so much, Nathan. And Nathan, I, again, verse 15, I just the word lesson stood out. There is a lesson for us to learn in history. There's a lesson for us to recognize when we obey and when we dis disobey God. And the lesson for those of you that are tuned in today is that if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, turn to him now while there is still time. He loves you and has a wonderful time, a wonderful uh, 
plan and purpose for your life, but there's also a lesson in history for those that have turned their backs on God, the judgment that awaits. And that's not God want, that's not what God wants for you. So if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, listen, we want to give you an opportunity even right now to turn to Christ. We know what awaits this world, but we also know what awaits you if you put your trust and faith in Jesus Christ. Nathan, will you be able to speak to that person that maybe right now really wants to come to know God, they have a desire for him, but they don't know how to start? Well, right. It starts by surrendering our lives to Jesus. We cannot live it on our own. We will ruin our lives and ruin those around us uh, because we live with a fallen sin nature. We live to rebel and we need a new nature. And that's how why Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came as a man to die on the cross for our sins, and then he beat death by resurrecting himself from the dead. Therefore, our punishment for our sins is put on Jesus. It's a free gift, but you have to reach out and take it. You have to accept it in faith. And if you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that you need salvation, then then pray from your heart something like, Dear Jesus, I, I know that you're the Son of God and you came to die for my sins. I am a sinner. Please forgive me of my sins and be the Lord and Savior of my life. Jesus will forgive you of your sins, the guilt will be washed clean away, and you will inherit eternal life with him. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones, for the wonderful invitation. Hey, maybe you prayed along wherever you are and you accepted the Lord in your heart without very simple prayer. We would love to hear from you. Nathan and I get very excited when we get feedback from people, whether they're tuning in or that they have come to Jesus. And we want to celebrate with you. So get a hold of us at 305-992-9537. You can call or text. Let us know that you received the Lord. Or you can post it. Those of you following us on social media. And we would love to send you a Bible and some materials so that you can continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord. We want to congratulate you on your decision. Encourage you to find a wonderful Bible teaching church. Get planted there and get baptized and continue to grow in the things of the Lord. So again, we're so excited for you. Nathan, thank you so much for sharing the very simple but yet so important invitation for those that are tuned to our program. I thank you for all of you who are tuned into our program. And uh, I just pray that you'll continue to share it with others and subscribe. Uh, We are on Spotify now and uh, a lot of other podcast venues. So, so glad you could join us and tune in. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nathan. And of course, uh, we ran out of time for this segment of the program. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, we want to thank you for being part of the program. And we want to encourage you to keep your eyes on the Lord. He's coming back soon. He loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. And keep our country in prayer. Have a wonderful day. May the Lord bless you.